Hello, and welcome to Hell and Complicated, a supernatural ha, fan cast. Uh, <laughs> I'm Claire, with me is my friend Bo again. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I'm back from outer space. And today is a recap episode, but first, boy, <laughs> was there a lot of fucking supernatural news that fucking happened over the last week and a half. I swear to God, every single time I record, the second I finish editing, everything happens at once. It's insane. <laughs> Holy shit. It goes crazy every single time. So I have six different points. Number one, still beautiful, still Dean Winchester. There were some leaked scripts that showed that Dean had more lines and reactions in the confession. Interesting. Second is fucking Adam Williams, oh, a visual God. effects artist. <laughs> yeah, a visual effects artist who insists that Dean is straight. He is an alpha. <laughs> but if he and Cass were to kiss, universes would be born in that very moment. <laughs> this dude managed to be gay and be homophobic at the same time outdo the confession on that which is incredible supernatural just keeps getting better and better season 16 moi perfect <laughs> i love it i'm having so much fun you know i didn't actually get to see like the entirety of the original like twitter thread because i was just like no no i'm too tired for this but then i kept hearing more and more buck wild shit that he was saying and i was like do i want to track it down do I want to get up in I this know, man's right? business and be like, hey, I wish I could study you. Like, <laughs> yeah, just Jesus Christ. This fucking dude is just all over the place. I hate looking at fucking drama shit like that, but it was very interesting. This guy's like, isn't everybody biromantic? But then he's also like, Park Bellagrino is not tra transphobic. It's like, bro, what? I oh, it was so confusing and wild. Oh, my God. But on the other hand of that, uh, the Spanish dub, I forgot what the guy's first name is, but Guillermo, who does Dean's voice mm -hmm. in the Spanish dub, talked about, you know, Tiamo, Ia, Ticas, mm -hmm. and said it was actually the rogue director's decision <laughs> to make it explicitly romantic. And the voice actor is like, yeah, he was not like insane about it like we are. But he's like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And Dean hasn't hooked up with a woman in fucking years. So, like, why not, you know? Which, fucking hell oh, yes. yes. Good on them. I just, I love how they're just like, it was a rogue translator. It's like, no, the rogue translator has been promoted. It's a rogue director. I was like, yeah. a rogue director? You mean a director? <laughs> yeah. The power this man has. Good on him. <laughs> he did that for us. <laughs> I'm gonna give the gays everything they want. <laughs> So everyone freaked out about that for a couple days, and not really simmered down. There's no such thing as simmering <laughs> down in season 16. But then I woke up to go to work on, um, what was it, Monday, <laughs> and I look on my phone and everyone's like, Misha Collin fucked Bill Clinton? And I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> okay, for clarification, he did There's not- There's a Newsweek article about it. <laughs> I read it. There's a real Newsweek article you could read about this rumor. It's insanity. Okay. I, I just want to put this out here. Misha did not have sexual relations with Bill Clinton. That is not what happened. Yeah. To clear it up, basically what happened, it's a little tiny bit confusing. Basically, he did intern or whatever you want to call it for the Bill Clinton's campaign. And he wrote an article for the Baltimore Sun in 1998 
in support of Monica Lewinsky, which fucking we stan. Oh my God. Nobody was there for her. And he was like, um, no, this is Bill Clinton's fucking fault. <laughs> yeah, it's far more complicated than that. But God, thank you, Misha, for doing that. Honest to God, that is a really cool thing. I am so glad I know that. <laughs> But I did really like how it all snowballed into Misha X Bill Clinton. Somebody did a fucking, you know, that Harry Styles and Obama. Yes, I saw set. that. <laughs> yes, somebody did that for Misha and Bill Clinton. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, <laughs> I just, oh the gift that keeps on giving. I can't think about it for too long without laughing. I'm so sorry, Mr. Collins. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I don't know if any of their careers will ever recover from the stupid fandom. Oh, truly. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Walker Texas Ranger trailer dropped. It looks bad, Todd. It looks fucking bad. It does, it looks so fucking CW. <laughs> yeah, it just looks so goddamn CW. I'm so oh god, ugh the CW. Like I don't know, it's something with the cameras or the color grade. I don't know what it is. It just it, it, it never looks bad. Good. Cinnamon topography. Yeah. And it's also like, really, you're gonna have like a police officer show now? <laughs> okay, bud. But his dead wife in the show, the ghost of her or memory of her, whatever. I'm not watching it, so I don't fucking know. But it's played by his actual wife, Genevieve Padalecki, a.k.a. Ruby from Supernatural, which I thought was kind of nice. Kind of weird to have your dead wife be your actual wife, but like, whatever. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> I mean, it happens. They're both getting paid, so good for them. <laughs> and then possibly my favorite news that everybody freaked out about is that Jensen Ackles has been holed up on a mountain lodge for one slutty, slutty month. And that's why he's been so silent. He's just locked himself in a cabin <laughs> and posted an Instagram video of him badly plowing snow in, honestly, ooh, that outfit? Damn. He he got it. See, he that was what I wanted to talk about. Us. I wanted to talk about how fucking thirsty all of you goblins are. Like everyone, <laughs> oh my god, everyone was just losing their fucking shit. I'm like, he's just he what? He's wearing like sweatpants. No. He's just like I, nothing about that was sexy. No, he was, he was just shoveling was, snow. It's all he was doing. No, he, he no, was no, 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 no. He was going for it. it. No, I will fight. I'm gonna fight you on this. He was going for a thirst trap oh, because he, he, goes, he does that badly, plows the snow, and then he goes up to the camera. He's holding the shovel in the other hand, so he like bites his glove off his <laughs> other hand. It's like, bro, you could have just dropped the shovel, and he's just like, this is my exercise of the day. It's like, bro. God, you're clearly trying to be sexy. I know that it was a thirst trap, but I don't know why it worked, is what I'm saying. Like, I know that he's a very, very beautiful man, but it's not, I'm just like, put in some effort. <laughs> yeah, I think all the people who are into men or men identifying men presenting people were just like, oh, fuck yeah, this rules. And then everybody else who's, you know, wallowa into women were just like, oh my God, he was in the mountain the whole time? The whole <laughs> all time? All the losers are like, that's where he was. <laughs> Anyways, go Texas boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, go white boy, go. We are so proud of you. I hate all of this. Yeah, so that's all the supernatural news that has happened so far. Everything happens so much. Oh my Things God. just won't uh, stop from keep happening. I love season 16 so much, but it is also so much. All right, so we're going to recap season one, episodes four, five, and six, which are very interesting episodes. So let's 
go over the fourth one. Phantom Traveler, written by Richard Haddam, directed by Robert Singer, debuted October 4th, 2005. And I got the synopses from Claudio Carvalho from Brazil on IMDb. Uh, bless them if I pronounce it wrong. Sorry. After a plane crash with only seven survivors, including the pilot and a stewardess, Sam and Dean are called by the friend a friend of their father, Jerry Panowski, who also works in United Britannia Company and shows the last message from the cabin scrambled with an eerie voice saying, <laughs> no survivors. And then Sam is like, I wonder if this was a ghost. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dean and Sam interview a survivor at a psychiatric hospital who believes he saw the passenger opening the emergency exit of the plane, which would be impossible for a human being. They investigate the wrecked plane and find sulfur on the lever of the emergency exit and conclude that a demon has possessed a passenger and caused the crash. <gasps> when the surviving pilot dies in another plane crash, they track another survivor, the stewardess Amanda Walker, and convince her to help exercise the demon from the co-pilot of the flight. And the recap editing, my first point <laughs> is, it is fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how people can follow it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like... If you don't remember what happened, it didn't help you remember. But if you remember, yeah. it kind of jogged your memory. I know. It's just all over the place. Like, bing, bang, boom. And it was, like, mostly black. Like, I'd say about 80% of the recap was... <laughs> just a blank screen. Just pure black everywhere throughout <laughs> most of it. <laughs> this was also uh, the first episode that didn't involve siblings. Which Shell pointed out in the last recap episode. Every single episode was about siblings. Ew, they were really trying to drill in that this is a family and specifically sibling dynamic show. Like, okay, we got it. Yeah, and it's interesting that this is the one with the demon. And it's the only one that's not about siblings. And, like, we know demons. I don't know if they knew that demons were going to be a big thing later. Like, I assume they did. But also seems like they didn't. <laughs> it was very... They changed a oh, lot of demon just... lore. Yeah. Oh my god. I took notes on like all the demon lore I could remember and just it's insane. Like the fucking demon was so particle effecty. <laughs> it was just like a bunch of sand was thrown in the air and like that's a demon. <laughs> like literally, I've mentioned before that they show like a pure demon kinda in the same form in Buffy mm -hmm. at like the last of it, and it's the exact same effect, I swear. Yeah, and I feel like, like it did not change at all. I feel like the way that they animated the um the demon forms has changed over the years. I, I, I might just be crazy there, but like they didn't seem to like drift in the later seasons it's like they're either in someone or they're like spouting out of them and like <sighs> going crazy i have been very mean about the effects of the show but i think this is the one time they actually <laughs> did better in the future <laughs> and they got better with over time because who boy i love how like i'm i'm creeping on your notes and i'm skipping ahead because i agree i was like oh my oh, god is this where the uh jackal's ass equation comes in is this yeah. the, is this the, is this the episode that we get the jackal's yeah. ass equation for reference my notes of, i uh i was watching the episode i was taking notes every two seconds because i'm a <laughs> fanatical note taker and i saw that butt and i was just like booty 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 oh my god booty dean got that fucking cake though spandex ass double cheeked up on a thursday afternoon and my notes were much longer for that part but i was like i gotta keep this succinct at least because <laughs> i lost my mind when i saw double it cheeked up on a thursday afternoon. <laughs> 
cheek up on a Thursday <gasps> after. I love that it's line. so <laughs> good. Have you seen the full <laughs> clip? Okay. <sighs> I'll have to send that to you if you haven't seen it. Mm. <sighs> but he is double cheeked up on a Thursday I afternoon. Mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Do you remember years ago on Tumblr when, like, when Super Relock was still big and there was, like, that picture of somebody standing in water and their jeans is, like, glued to their butt and everyone was arguing about whose butt it is? I'm still 100% sure it was Jensen Ackles. Oh Do you remember No, this? I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll have to find the image, but... I swear to God, it was Jensen Ackles' butt, because look at that. Do the butts match? The butts match. I swear (laughs) to God. I know someone has done the research. Someone bust out the jackal's ass equation. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) goodness. I'm sorry, but back to the actual plot. (laughs) Yeah. So the demon caused the plane to crash. Some people survived, whatever. And then it goes to just a shot of Dean's butt (laughs) and Dean looking good, sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) He's <laughs> just as undies, like, good for him. I have notes about, like, what the brothers are doing and, like, their heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. Like, Sam hasn't been able to sleep because he's so sad about Jess. And it's like, oh, And Dean's been like, Dean is like, I need you to be alert and awake, so you better be sleeping. But it's like, it's Dean, of course. He's like, oh, no, my brother's not getting enough sleep. I'm so sad about it. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to take care of you, but I'm not going to do it in a way that feels like you're being taken care of. <laughs> yeah. his whole personality is like I'm going to be like kind of an asshole the whole time so that you don't see how emotionally vulnerable I am and how much I care about you that's how he takes care of people oh he's so precious oh I love him so much also I noticed in these first few episodes they like got Starbucks at least once per yeah. episode which is very cute I never noticed that before I just really like I think I have a note later on that's just like Dean loves his Starbucks and this is my truth what do you think are Sam and Dean's go-to coffee drinks from Starbucks? That is a very good question. I mean, in the show, they're probably like, oh, we only take it black. No milk, no sugar, because we're a hardcore Okay, men. but they're lying. Sam definitely takes milk in it, probably like soy milk or something. No sugar, though, because it's Sam. Dean, I'm going to say that shit sugared up. <laughs> Dean is that guy who gets the blueberry syrup in black coffee. <laughs> okay, one note I think was that they really feel like brothers already, which is like, I mean, every anybody who watches this show, like the first thing you think is like, these two are brothers? They don't look like brothers at all. And then eventually you're just like, yeah, of course they're brothers. Look at them. They're brothers. These motherfuckers share no genes. Like, they look nothing alike. So it, it's really down to like the way parents. that they... Exactly. No, nobody in this family looks like each other, but they're all very pretty. <laughs> but, like, the only way that you can tell that they're related <laughs> is the way they interact. Like... Yeah. I gotta give them props. Like, honestly, they're such good actors. Honest to God, even at my most, I hate Supernatural so much. Even at my worst, I'm like, Jensen Ackles is a good actor. I will die on that hill. He is a great, amazing actor. Jared is also pretty good. I just, a medium, a a Dean girl. (laughs) I'm just biased a little bit. But Jared is also extremely good. I mean, that's why he has the Walker show. Because, like, you know, he's getting up there in age. And CW doesn't like to hire people over, like, 20. Mm -hmm. But he has his own show because he's a good actor. That's all I'm saying. Okay, we need to go on with the plot. But I have... What the fuck was with the popcorn on their nightstand? I literally did not even notice it. (laughs) I couldn't stop staring at it. On their nightstand, their motel nightstand is like a little, like, it's what you imagine a popcorn 
box to look like. It's like red and white striped. It has like kind of a scalloped edge at the top. And it's just like a 50s red and white theater bucket. I don't know why it's there. They never explain it or mention it. They got the midnight munchies. I mean, Sam was up till three watching infomercials. True, but like I can see them doing like a microwave bag of popcorn, but a little theater popcorn <laughs> bucket for him to put his popcorn. I don't understand why it's there. It's so funny to me. Why is it? It's their nightlight. I guess so. <laughs> Imagine if they had a little nightlight that they just brought to every motel with them. That'd be so cute. Oh, what they had? I have a little mushroom nightlight in my bathroom. Would they have that? That'd be so cute. <laughs> They would never do that, but God, it would be adorable if they did. It would make sense for them. I'm going to say that. It would make sense for them to have a nightlight that they carry everywhere because it would make sense for them to be scared of the dark. That's all I'm saying. I don't saying. think it makes sense for either of them to admit they're scared of the dark, though. Oh, that is true. They are big old manly men who ain't afraid of nothing, I guess. Okay, but also nothing about this mm. fucking episode's plot makes sense. Yeah, this plot was very strange. So they meet up with this guy. Okay, first there's a absolutely gorgeous shot of them driving um down a road at like tor- and they're driving like towards the dark storm. I I'm going to like post it somewhere because it's a very gorgeous shot. I really loved it. And then they go and meet with that what's his name? Jeff, Jerry, something like that. Jeff. Jerry? Let me yeah. see. I can say his name it's is Jerry. Jerry, yeah. And- <laughs> And it's a guy who knows that monsters and demons and all this shit exists. And he called them. Well, he called their father. And then their dad's message said to call the brothers. So they went over and meet with him. And he's just like, I don't know what's going on. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, <laughs> this really cracked me up. They were walking around the airport hangar or something. And it was the worst ambiance noise I've ever heard. It was terrible. And there was just terrible ADR <laughs> everywhere. And this... They're walking and Sam or Dean is like, maybe it's a poltergeist. And some dude is like, oh, a poltergeist? Man, I love this movie. And Jerry's like, hey, no one's talking to you. Keep on walking. <laughs> it was really funny. And the dude clearly wasn't moving his mouth. It's just, I love poltergeist. Like, okay, <laughs> thanks for sharing. Like, this this conversation didn't include you. Yeah. <laughs> God, it was just such an awkward, weird episode. It really was. So then they listened to the uh, noise of the black box from the airplane. <laughs> it sounded so fucking bad. It did. Yeah, it was just like, mayday, mayday. Grr, oh, no, we're falling. Bah, bah, bah. And then it's just like, like some fucking tigers, like <laughs> roaring. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, it cuts off. No survivors. And Sam's like. Do you think that was a supernatural incident? Like, Sam, <laughs> I know you've been out of the game for a while, but come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you think this is something uber natural? Like, more than natural, perhaps? Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe it was, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> exactly. And then there, Dean, like, goes over to some of the wreckage and, like, he brings out all oh, the classic. This is such a classic Dean moment. He brings out a EMF meter that he made himself. And he's like, so proud of it. And Sam's like, yeah, it looks like you made it. Like, Sam, eat my whole fucking butt. <laughs> I swear to God. Sometimes I forget how smart Dean is. I think they also dumbed him down a lot in later seasons, too. Because, yeah, he oh, yeah. doesn't really do a lot of the research. But he will, like, make connections. Like, this was actually in one of the later episodes that one of the episodes we're going to talk about later that's just like i was like oh shit 
this is like Dean is actually super smart. It's just like it, it's literally the books versus street smarts kind of deal. Like he made this fucking <laughs> EMF meter. He's making these like connections that don't necessarily go back directly to lore because he's just a smart dude and he's seeing things that you know connect. I'm just like, oh man, remember when Dean wasn't dumb? Yeah. <laughs> He's a smart little baby. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's a smart... Although, it was weird that (laughs) they had to go into a place with the wreckage of the plane. Mm -hmm. So, they go suit shopping. And why didn't Dean already have a suit? Because it comes out and he says, like, oh, I look like a sixth grader going out to his first prom. It's like, why didn't you have a suit yeah like you you impersonate the fbi on a regular basis homeland security was supposed to be a new one for you but fbi already wear suits yeah bro like they made a point in the first episode that they're talking to like some police officers in their normal outfits and the police officer is like uh you're not police you look like a fucking idiot (laughs) you look like a hobo what are you doing also, we were fucking robbed of a makeover montage with the suits. I'm so mad that about that. Been so I good. wanted that. Would have made this episode even better. <laughs> this was really interesting that, like, they go to a psychiatric hospital, and, you know, this is a horror show. So, psychiatric hospitals, asylums, they're going to be spooky and evil and bad things happen, which, of course, they do later on. But it was a little interesting that the first one they go to. I mean, it's such a supernatural thing that, like, they try to do something subversive on the first round. They're like, look, we're not like other horror. And then next time they're like, actually, we're going to be like every other horror ever. But the but the first one counts, right? Yeah. They're running out of ideas. They're like, okay, I know that we, we wanted to be different and, like, do it well the first time. But we did, it, we did it okay one time. Let's just do the shitty bad one the next time because we're running out of shit to do. See, we didn't kill a couple black characters, but we will the next one. That's for sure. Like, great job, guys. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Yeah, and then the brothers figure out that this is a demon. And I actually kind of forgot that they knew what demons already were. They weren't super surprised. They were like, oh, shit, it's a demon. Uh Uh-oh. Instead of like, wait, demons exist? Because that's what I thought happened. But I must have gotten confused with angels because it's been a good fucking while. Yeah. And this was before they had any tools or knew demons could be killed. So yeah. I, I can really kind of understand where they're coming from with, oh, shit, this is this is serious. This is a demon. Fuck. Yeah. No knife. No cult. None of None that of shit. That. Uh, Dean, the quote I, I got from him was, this isn't our gig. This is big. Demons don't have motives besides death and destruction. I wish dad was here. <laughs> it's so insane for Dean to be like, oh, shit, demons. Oh, shit. This is way above our prey grade. We can't handle this. I know, right? Whoa. Oh, how things change. Also, just, I wish dad was here. Ugh. I know, like, <laughs> I know they're looking for their dad, but ugh, don't say that. He sucks. I hate I him know. so much. He's the fucking And they're, like, worst. trying to make him out to be such a good guy at the beginning, too. Like, oh, yeah, he never shut up about you, Sammy. He was so proud of you. Well, maybe you should have said that to Sammy, huh? Sorry. Yeah, maybe you should have gave your son some positive affirmation, for fuck's Ugh. sake. It's not hard. Yeah, exactly. So the pilot that survived gets <laughs> taken over by the demon and fucking crashes a plane. So the pilot dies and they're like, oh, we figured out the pattern. The demon's taken over anybody who survived the flight and is like causing havoc and mischief. So they figure out that it's that girl, Amanda Walker. 
and they have to get and they, Dean calls her and is like, uh, I'm a friend of your ex and he really wants to get back together with you. And she's like, mm, yeah, maybe later. Anyway, I'm going to go bored. Bye. And Sam's like, well, we got to we got to get on the flight and get her off. And I completely forgot that Dean is afraid of flying. Yeah, I didn't realize like the whole time I was like, oh. He was pro- he was a lot more honest with his feelings at this point because I was like, oh, yeah. he just straight up said I'm scared and don't want to go on. Holy shit! Like season eleven, Dean would have just like scrunched up his face and like really stiffly tottered on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, the backwards character development. That's yeah. Sad. I'm just like I was just my mind was blown during that whole scene. I'm like I'm so proud of you, Dean being honest with your feelings yeah i think like just like after purgatory dan was just like repress even harder yeah he's just even more repression and just oh boy oh bud you learn nothing so they get on the flight they get holy water through security on the flight which would never happen the most unrealistic thing that's happened in this episode thus far oh absolutely and this is the first episode and the only one besides an episode in season 14, 14, that they use Christo against a demon. I That's blowing my mind. Like, why did they even bring it up if they were never going to use it again? But also how stupid it was. I understand why they didn't use it again. I know. Like, yeah, it is really funny. But like, if you have it, use it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why do they? The sheer, like, awkwardness of the way that he did it, though, I was like, bro, why did you gotta be weird about it? Yeah, I like, she's like, oh, sometimes I'm scared of flying. And I was like, like, I kind of thought to myself, it'd be like, oh, do you ever, like, you know, pray to a god? Do you ever pray to Christo or anything? Or, you know, something like that. Because Deed's supposed to be, like, charismatic, and he's just fucking awkward yeah he was like so weird i was just like you could have like used it as as like an expletive or something like oh christo Uh, it would be a weird one yeah but you could play it off he he like looked her dead in her eyes was like christo like what the fuck dude i know oh my god what a dumbass and then i loved how he was using the um emf meter and you could just like see the other passengers looking i'm like what the fuck's wrong with you get that out of my face (laughs) oh yeah and there was this um okay this really gay looking girl like jamming out to some like heavy metal and he just like kind of gave her this look i'm like don't be homophobic dean (laughs) deem lesbophobic I there was in the trivia section that the EMF actually like went up a little bit higher when it went over her and there was like a note in it it's like it's not entirely certain whether she was a supernatural person or not and then it contributes to my theory that there are supernatural entities that just live their fucking lives and don't want to be bothered by the Winchesters and that person was one of yes, them she clearly. was and we stand we fucking stand. Oh my god. So the co-pilot, they find out that the co-pilot is the uh, possessed one because Dean is like Christo from halfway across the plane and the pilot turns around and he's like, it's me with his black eye. <laughs> You'll never get me. <laughs> Here, oh my god. Apparently demons in this, only in this episode, only in this episode, demons can only enter someone when they're like vulnerable mm-hmm. and like emotional distress. And then after that, it was just like, oh, that's too hard. Let's just, anybody who doesn't have the, the the protection sigil, everybody is fair game after that. Yeah, I'm just like, 
I mean, they could have just gone, everyone is constantly stressed out now because the world is terrible, but, like, they decided to just ruin that little bit of lore. Like, that was actually pretty cool that it's not necessarily, like, snap your fingers easy for a demon to possess someone. Like, al almost all of the lore that was established about demons in this episode was instantly thrown out. Oh, yeah. All of it. The, like, the look how it possesses people, how to find one, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God. Like they splash holy water on it and it burned the guy's skin. It does not do that after. It makes them smoke, but it doesn't burn their skin. It was insane how different it is from the rest of demon stuff. It's insane. Yeah. Like they were simultaneously over and underpowered. It it's weird. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm convinced that this is just a really, really fucking weird demon. This is a one-off. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the other thing. This demon was just here to have some fucking mischief and mayhem, and it's just like, just like no purpose, just doing his own fucking thing. Every other demon that shows up has a purpose. It's wild. They, he he didn't have an agenda. He just yeah. wanted to kill people on this plane, and when that didn't work, he started picking off the survivors. There was no reason for it. I was like, what? Yeah. And they made a note that he was, like, really adherent to, like, biblical numbers and shit. It's like, Crowley nev would never give a shit about numbers. <laughs> like, the only numbers he cares about is his stock portfolio or some oh shit. Oh, God. <laughs> so they get the pilot. They get him. They fucking struggle <laughs> with him. None of the other passengers are freaked out by it. And they get the demon out. And there's just a whole storm going outside the yeah. plane. And the light what when they get rid of the demon, like lightning strikes the plane. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like, what? Demons can't do that. A lot of the stuff they kind of added was more angel stuff almost. Like, especially that. Like demons are not OP after this. Demons are just kind of like a nuisance after this. But in this one, oh, demons are terrifying. That's another thing. It's like, demons start out so fucking scary. And then they, after that, it's like, eh, they're kind of whatever. They're kind of a pain in the ass. And then that's how angels were. Like, they're terrifying. And then, eh, we, we like to dress our pet angel like a <laughs> cowboy sometimes. Because it's we love them. It's both villain and ally degradation. It's the Vegeta effect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have some trivia from the this episode. So... I love this one. There really was a flight 401 that crashed. Afterwards, the airline did salvage parts. And then passengers on planes that received the parts stated reporting see seeing either the pilot or the co-pilot. Although the airline denied the planes were haunted, they did eventually remove those salvage parts and the haunting stopped. The incident was made into a book and a movie, both of this the same name. Uh, the Ghost of Flight 401, which was so interesting. I've never heard that. Oh my god, I really want to hear like a I don't know, my favorite murder or, and that's why we drink episode <laughs> about this. I've never heard about that. I can't believe I haven't. Another one is, for a brief period after the episode aired, when you call Dean's number, I'm not going to read all the numbers, <laughs> you'd get the following message. This is Dean Winchester. If this is an emergency, please leave a message. If you're calling about November 2nd, 1983, page me with your coordinates. And that's a date of Mary Winchester's death, essentially. Uh -huh. But a little bit later, you can kind of guess, like, as the plot went on, if you call the number, it would say, Dad, we really need to hear from you. Leave me a message, text me, check your e email, anything. We have new info. <gasps> oh, my God. And then they just probably just forgot that number existed. <laughs> Either that or it's disconnected. Have you called it? I have not. We should call it. Maybe. You know, I'll call it. <gasps> right 
I hate calling. Oh my god. Here, I really hope it's not a real second. number because it's not like a five 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 number. Those are the fake ones. So. Oh, I'm gonna lose my mind. Okay, I'm gonna call oh, it right god. now. It's probably gonna sound terrible. Sorry, everybody. It's disconnected. Aww. That's a shame. They probably disconnected it <laughs> the second the show ended. Like we're not. They we're probably done. disconnected it a long time before that. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> but also, how cool would it be to call Dean Winchester? I know, right? On the, Dean Winchester, you're on the air. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's really cool because the next episode, Bloody Mary, is also about, like, yeah. a real urban legend. So the flight of 401, that's kind of like the urban legends of people seeing the ghosts. It's a good segu. Segu? Uh, so, Can you yes. say that word for me one more time? Segu, you heard me. Oh my god. Uh, season 1, episode 5, Bloody Mary, written by Eric Kripke, Ron Milbauer, I believe, and Terry Hughes Burton, directed by Peter Ellis, aired October 11, 2005. In Toledo, Ohio, three girls decide to play with the American urban... It's not American. Urban legend of Bloody Mary saying her name three times to Amir. None of them dies, but the father of the host does. Dean and Sam read the weird obituary in a newspaper and decide to investigate the corpse. And the coroner's assistant tells them that the man died of internal bleeding in the brain. And also that both his eyes blew out, which was gross. Fun, fun. Yeah, they contact the girls and soon find out that Bloody Mary is chasing people that have caused the death of some other person. And they try to find a way to stop her. Dun, dun, dun. This is an episode about blaming yourself. Yeah. And that's very on brand for the brothers. Yeah. It's more or less what happens. Like, the little girl um, accidentally... Um, well, not accidentally. She, she summons Bloody Mary and her father dies. When they go to investigate... Um, like the, the girl was like 12 and her friends were like, we're all around the same age, but she has an older sister who looks like she's supposed to be in high school or something, I guess. I don't. Yeah. The ages were really weird in this because like, okay. The younger girls were clearly like middle school, I mm -hmm. think. But then the older girls, there's like two or three older girls who are like focused on. So there's this one girl who we stick with, who is like. The final girl, essentially. And then there's this other girl, Jill. And then there's the sister of the girl whose father died. And we know that the final girl and the host daughter girl, whatever, we see them in high school. We see them going to school and being in high school. But the other girl, Jill, we see her in her room with, like, a t-shirt and underwear and just hanging out. And I can't tell if she's supposed to be a high schooler or not. It was really weird. I think she was supposed to be in high school, but they also were going for, like, they were trying to make her sexy, which is, ugh. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, at first I was like, okay, are these college girls? But no, I was like, then the, the when they were at high school, I was like, oh, they're high school? Okay. But so, like, the three um, high school girls are like, oh, these boys are so cute. Like, they had the biggest hair clips I've ever of seen. Of course. Which made me really it was happy. 2005. Of course they had hair clips. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, of course, the, the, you know, any female person has to be in love with the main male character kind of deal where God. all three of them were like crushing on the um on the brothers like okay at least they didn't yeah, make it weird just, by oh having either of them flirt back because that would have just been bad Ugh, yeah this was a episode. and so um essentially what ended up happening is the main girl so 
not Jill, but the other friend of the daughter of the person who died. Wow, that's a very complicated. I wish I remembered their names. Their names aren't important, though. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I only remember Jill. So she was on the phone with Jill, and Jill was kind of making fun of her for, like, believing that it could possibly be, like, Bloody Mary or something. So she says Bloody Mary in front of her own mirror. And then later she dies, and her, like, her eyes get cut out and everything too so the girl is super freaked out now so she calls sam and dean and she's like okay uh well it happened to my friend jill i know for a fact that she summoned bloody mary because she did it while i was on the phone and they like investigate the house they pull off the mirror and they find the name uh, a name on the back of the mirror like written in blood written in ectocom yeah 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 they, they used the black light, so it was, like, as if it was, like, written in blood, but, like, the blood was wiped away or whatever the fuck. Turns out that um, it was an eight-year-old boy who died in a hit-and-run, and we find out that Jill was the one who hit him. So then yeah. they go back to the original family's house and find the name of the mother who overdosed, written in ectoplasm on the <laughs> back of that mirror as well. So they're like, okay. So we know that she's killing people who are in some way connected to these deaths. Like, it's not clear whether or not the father did, in fact, murder the mother or not. But it, it's pretty clear that Jill was the one who, who did kill the little boy. And so we find out that the main girl was also, quote unquote, responsible for a death. Basically, it's just anyone who has a secret and there is a death involved. Um, so her, yeah. she had an abusive boyfriend who threatened to kill himself if she left. And she did what everyone in that situation should do. She still left. Yeah. And the brothers actually were like, it's not her fault. We, Yeah, she was on the right about this, which is pretty cool. Yes, I'm definitely glad that they made that abundantly clear. But he did, in fact, kill himself, which I was surprised by. I was like, oh, okay. But he did kill himself and... She kept it a secret. So it was a secret and a death and probably guilt. Guilt is probably another thing that's... A, like, they didn't really like go over... They didn't say it explicitly, but I feel like if you feel guilty for it, that's another thing that the um, spirit will like latch on to. Like they said, it's black and white. There's no shades of gray for spirits. If you had a secret and someone died, that's good enough. And they find out that it was this woman named Mary. She was the mistress of a surgeon and he killed her and cut out her eyes and she right. was trying to write his name on the mirror on this one specific mirror as she was dying to let them know he was her killer that's more or less why she does what she does okay so they they try to protect her keep her away from mirrors so that the the girl with the boyfriend doesn't doesn't get hurt and they decide they need to track down the mirror and Sam needs to summon Bloody Mary and try to, like, smash it while she's in her original mirror. I The whole time I was just thinking, why don't they want to smash insult and burn it? Like, it has a spirit. You need to salt and burn it. Why didn't you guys fucking do yeah, that? Yeah, it was really confusing. Yeah, I'm just like, that's, like, the standard way to deal with... But whatever. And so... Dean's just like, well, yeah. I know about that, and it wasn't your fault, so that's not going to work. He's like, well, you don't know everything about it, blah, 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 blah. And then Dean's like, no, you're going to tell me your fucking secret. What the hell? Uh, Sam's like, no, I'm not going to tell you because it needs to be a secret anyway for this plan to work, and I'm not going to let you ruin this plan. So they decide to go ahead and do it. It 
goes yeah. all sorts of sideways. <laughs> they summon her, smash open the uh, mirror, and then she crawls out of it. I will admit, that freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe, uh, like, like I mentioned last time we talked about how scary Supernatural was, I forgot it was actually mm. a little bit scary in the earlier seasons because that freaked me the hell out. Honestly, I th- think this is kind of like the scariest it ever got i yeah this episode actually scared me a little bit but also i'm just kind of scared of mirrors in general that's fair so you don't know what's going on in there i know right and just sometimes i swear that like my mirror self is just like looking at me i'm like don't think about it don't think about it see i was uh, so i watched this like super late at night right before i was about to go to bed and i still haven't completely i moved mac back in may and i still haven't completely unpacked Mm. and set up everything so i have this huge ass mirror right beside my bed and i'm just like oh no (laughs) oh no i'm gonna fall asleep and my mirror self's gonna come out I was going to say, watch how many times you say, you know, the spirit's well, name. Well, I don't have a secret that involves any death, so. I know, but still. Have you ever played uh, Bloody Mary, by the way? No. I am incredibly afraid of everything ever. So I, yeah. I would never, ever play a game like that. Oh my god. Yeah, I've never played it either. I don't really want to. I love horror stuff. I can't fucking dish it. I can't fucking take it in real life. It's like, I fully believe it's fake, but I'm also just very scared. (laughs) So I would be like in the bathroom alone and it would be dark and I would just lose my mind, even if I wasn't expected to say or do anything. (laughs) So, okay, back to the episode. So they smash all the mirrors. There's a really famous line where Dean's like, oh, that must be like 600 years of bad luck. And calculated, it's, it's actually only 21, which is... Not too bad. Yeah, so essentially they smashed it and I was just waiting for them to try to like salt and burn it or something and they didn't. Like, why did that work? Yeah. Why did that set her spirit free? It was also really weird that the way they beat it was the spirit looked at herself and was mean to herself and then she just melts. And I was like, this, shouldn't that make a second copy of the spirit? Or it was really confusing. That's really what blew my mind as well. I was like, why did that work? Why did like putting the mirror on her work. It feels like one of those, like, um, you know, those sci-fi, those sci-fi series where you beat a a computer by outlogicking it. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like kind of a cop-out spirit version of that. We outsmarted you by making you kill yourself because you have a secret and deaths happened. Like, what? Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It was stupid. So <laughs> after that, uh, Dean interrogates Sam about the secrets he's keeping. And Sam is like, you're my brother and I die for you. We fucking know. But there's some things I need to keep for myself. And it's just like, shut up. Go to couples therapy. I'm tired. Oh, my God. I just think it's very funny because the way he delivered that line was completely at odds with the meaning of it. Like, it was not delivered as a serious line. Yeah. It was delivered as a, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek, ah, well, there's some things I gotta keep to myself, as if they were talking about something fun, not about the death of his girlfriend. Yeah. Well, the secret was that he been having dreams about Jessica dying before it even happened. Exactly. And, like, that's a pretty 
big heavy secret it sounds like as if you know like in those cartoons where it's like mm. at the very end they turn to like their grandma or something like how'd you do that grandma it's like oh i got my secrets you know <laughs> like okay this this cool adult has a rich inner life and past of their own that we'll never know anything about okay that's how it felt yeah but, yeah. <laughs> but it that's not what it was supposed to mean <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. Um, Sam <laughs> says that and then sees Jessica standing on the street corner. And I got to talk about Jess at least a little bit because, like, so that happens. And it's maybe implied that she's a ghost now, but they don't fucking do that for some reason. Mm-hmm. And also, I went on the Wikipedia for Jessica and there is nothing on her. This bitch had no life at all besides Sam. Literally, the quote is, little is known about Jessica's past or where she came from. What she was studying is unknown. We don't know fucking anything about her. Yeah. Even after all these years. It's insane. That's so sad. We know more about the, um, the brother and sister from the next episode that we know about Jess. Yeah, yeah, she's just, like, truly, she is, like, the definition of a fridged woman. It's insane. Yeah, she had no inner life. Her life was just being Sam's girlfriend. That's so fucking sad. Ugh, poor Jessica. I, she deserved better. Yeah, and, and the demon of the previous episode is like, Jessica's burning in hell now. It's like, well, <laughs> guess we'll never find out if she is or not. Ah, oh, Jesus. All right, there's some trivia for this episode. Um... When the girl, the final girl is calling Jill, they're like mm-hmm. talking and Jill's just walking around her fucking in her fucking panties. Ugh. And apparently in the TV and DVD version of this, Sugar were going down swinging by oh Fall Out Boys playing what? while they're talking. <laughs> yeah, I found that so crazy. Very 2005. I know, right? This was really interesting. This is the first episode to feature the Starbu- Starburst clock. Dean takes it off the wall while he's in the process of covering up all the reflective surfaces in the motel room. This mirror shows up in quite a few episodes each season. Very interesting. Uh, I just think they were running out of set dressing. Yeah, but it's also just like, oh, it's our little recurring joke that nobody caught (laughs) besides the trivia writers. And uh, this last one about Dean having um, a dark secret that made his eyes bleed, like... Yeah, Dean began to bleed from his eyes when confronted by Bloody Berry, denoting he had a dark secret, which creator Eric Eric Kripke claimed would be addressed at a later date. However, the plotline would quickly be dropped and never mentioned again? It's like, I mean, he's been a hunter for his whole life. Like, sure, someone's died and he's the only one who knows about it. That could be anything. (laughs) That could be many, many things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it still would have been nice if Sam was like, hey, why'd you bleed from your... Eh, whatever. You know what? It's a bullshit show for dumb weirdos. Again, I also think that it's a little hypocritical of him to insist Mm -hmm. that he know about about Sam's secret when he uh, apparently had his own secret that was going... It was supposed to be explored later. Like, okay, okay, sir. Like, why do you think you get to know his secret, but you're not going to tell your own? Yeah, that's also true. God, the fucking, I don't know, the Winchesters is just, they're just, they're just exhausting. <laughs> and now on to the shapeshifter. Yeah, I did not like this episode as much as I thought I did. So season one, episode six, skin. Every time I wrote skin, I was just like, skin, skin. <laughs> For that fucking broken toy, skin. <laughs> like- skin. 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 
Skin. Skin. <laughs> Written by Joe Shiban. Uh, directed by Robert McNeil. October 18th, 2005 is when it debuted. While on the road, Sam gets an email from his old school friend. <gasps> Sam has friends? <laughs> Becky. Her brother and also Sam's friend, Zach, is arrested, accused of murder of his girlfriend. <gasps> Zach claimed that he was in another place at the same time, but the surveillance camera had taped his image in the crime scene. Sam convinces Dean to drive to St. Louis, Missouri to investigate the typical doppelganger case. Once there, they disclose that a mutant is killing and hurting people in the neighborhood. When the shapeshifter takes the form of Dean, things get a little complicated for the Winchesters. I did not like this episode as much as I thought I did, because I thought... I like the shapeshifter a lot, but I forgot that it commits a lot of violence against women. Yikes. Yeah. Holy shit, there was so much. It's This is a graphic episode. Supernatural's first incel. Like, <laughs> for real. Like, I just... That's exactly what it is. Yeah, he's an incel. And it was just... Oh my god, there's he was so gross. But also, there is like implication that there's different kinds of shapeshifters because they talked about like the different kinds of shapeshifters it could be they're like oh this must be a new one but none of the other ones are ever brought up in the series yeah. it's always if there is a shapeshifter episode it's this kind of shapeshifter and it's that was just kind of weird to me but also i just oh the whole the whole thing is so gross it's it does start off with yeah. like this really cool like dun dun like oh what the fuck is gonna happen because <laughs> you you see this woman she's been tied to a chair she's bloody and she's freaking out and then you then there's like the SWAT team trying to track down the man who did it and it's Dean oh my god shocker, oh, shocker. whoa and then of <laughs> course it's a it's a shapeshifter obviously they're trying yeah. to track down the the shapeshifter there's just a lot of I don't know. I just... Yeah, I mean, literally in the Wikipedia, this is known as the serial killer shapeshifter. Like, literally, that's its name. The serial killer shapeshifter. Because yeah. this one is a serial killer, because not all the other shapeshifters were like this. This guy was just fucking weird. Like, remember that other shapeshifter that just really, really wanted to be, like, uh, yeah. Halloween monsters? He also, I, I mean, he also was killing guy. people. But and he also is an incel. <laughs> and he was also, why are, sh are shapeshifters just the incels of the supernatural universe? They're like, oh, yeah. I'm so horrifying and gross and nobody loves me and I just want some human contact so I will kill you. It's just like, bro, like, you don't gotta <laughs> do that. You could just, yeah. you don't have to shift. You can just yeah, they take don't a form. Explain it. Yeah, just take a random form and be a person. Yeah, like this guy like says that maybe shapeshifters are like the evolution of humans, and that was like so interesting. And like this is like the first monster that they kind of fight with that like can talk back to them mm -hmm. and has like maybe a conscience. You could art. It's a serial killer, so no, it doesn't have a conscience, but it has a capacity to be able to have a conscience about it, and. I don't know, it was just really interesting that I wish there was, like, I, I doubt, I don't think they ever did this. I really wish that there was, like, a shapeshifter later on in the series that worked for good and worked with the hunters or just lived its fucking life and maybe just changed its hair a little bit every day or something. That would have been nice. I would have loved that. It was just, it was just very weird. And then the shapeshifter was definitely, like, super into Dean. Like, oh my god. This was the original Dean girl. Yeah. I'm just like, none of us will ever can Dean as hard as this. Yeah. Oh my God. He really did. You're so right. 
And because he was just like, as he was slowly there, he was like, oh, yeah, I like this dude. This dude is great. And he just started talking about how great Dean was. I'm like, yeah, there's the a part later on. He's like, this skin I'm going to keep for a good long time. And then, he, you know, he dies as Dean. God, this, this dude is obsessed. Yeah, it's just like, oh, there's a lot of benefits to this one. Too bad I won't be able to keep it. Because he said he wanted to keep it, but because he has to frame Dean, he doesn't want to be wearing the same face. Like, okay, that makes sense. It's just like, (laughs) oh, God, there were so many gross things about this. Like, when he was Dean and was hitting on the the sister, Becky, and like, she was obviously uncomfortable. Then he leans in and says something super gross to her, and she freaks out. And I'm like, Oh, this dude is such a perv. I know. He's somehow perving on Dean and Becky at the same time. Oh, it sucks. Like, I want to see Hunter. Oh, God, I just want more monsters that are just living. But I guess we would never see them because, you know, it's the brother's job to go kill the bad monsters. And the good monsters just don't matter, I guess. Like, I mean, they don't draw attention to themselves because if they're not killing people, they're not being investigated. It's true, but also... You know, some of those monsters might want to know more about themselves and maybe could find, like, maybe, oh, you know what? Oh, it'd be so cute if, like, there's a monster, like, finds out that there's a hunter in town and, like, goes to them. And the hunter is like, oh, I'm going to kill you at first. But then realizes, like, oh, this monster's just kind of scared and confused and doesn't really have anybody else to talk to. So I'm going to help him out. Wasn't there? That so cute. Wasn't there an episode in season one or two where they meet a freshly turned werewolf and, like, it, Sam basically has to talk dean down from murdering her and dean is like no she's a monster now she has to go and uh like that was like their their first real like oh are monsters people too episodes and it was determined yes monsters are people too (laughs) (laughs) and then they they just confront everyone's while they confront again like are monsters people and the answer is almost always no monsters are not people like come on I want one good monster, please. I'm begging. Well, that one girl was. She didn't ever end up killing anyone. She she comes back in like season 10 or 11. And her little sister, um, what ended up happening was after she, after they let her go, she was on the, on the run for a while. She didn't feel like she could go back to her family, but her sister, her little sister ended up getting in like a car crash. And so in order to make sure that she could save her life, she, she went to the hospital and bit her. So that way she would have the werewolf healing. But her I little sister that. wasn't able to not eat human hearts. Oh. And so the Winchesters are trying to track down the sister to kill her. And she's like, look, uh, at first she was about to be like, oh, it was me. She was about to die so that her sister wouldn't get killed by the Winchesters. But then they found mm-hmm. out that, oh, it wasn't actually you. So this entire time, it had been like 10 years, she was still just living like a person not not killing any people so like it was proven like at least one monster out there was able to rein in her instincts and because she is a sapient human being okay she's not technically a human being but like use her reasoning and still be a person and that's just why it always upsets me that Dean's always willing to kill things that aren't human like the instant he figures out they're not human because it's like yeah they're still a sapient living being they can make decisions like if it's like a mindless creature yeah you gotta kill it it doesn't have like higher thought it does not have morality sorry we got off track a little bit (laughs) what were we talking about um let's see 
we mostly covered the shifter. There's some other parts I want to cover this episode. This episode was mostly about how Sam is eventually going to have to give up having a normal life because, like, okay, he, <laughs> this episode starts, kind of starts with Sam reading emails on his pager and, like, clicking on them with a stylus. It was so, oh my god, it really got me. It was so old. God, it, it took so me the fuck back because my mom used to have one of those, like, Palm Pilots. Ugh. Yeah. And Dean is like, oh, you're going to have to be antisocial. And Sam's like, like you? And Dean's like, uh, well, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and then they actually, okay, this this part really, like, the pager threw me back in time, but seeing Becky wear a shrug, <laughs> holy shit, I, I paused it. I, like, ran into my mom's room. I was like, mom, do you remember in middle school? When I used to wear those tiny little cardigan jackets <laughs> that, like, only cover your boots. What are they called? She was like, shrugs? I was like, oh, the fucking shrugs! Oh, my God. This girl literally looked like every single girl I went to middle school Oh, my with. God. That's... I fucking hate shrugs so much. They're I such a I bad them. piece of clothing. They're such a poorly designed garment. They're... Yeah, they're terrible. You can't do shit with them. You can shrug them on and off. Yeah, I mean, uh, granted, I would probably appreciate them more now because I got, like, 10 times more boob than I did back then. Oh my god. But still. Oh my god. A shrug. Okay, but oh wearing god. a shrug and a crop top. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get more 2000s than this, folks. Oh my god. Good god. Yeah, and also, like, this girl is pretty much like every single other woman that we've yeah. had so far and will have, like... They try and be like, ooh, she's not like other girls. She's a cool girl. She breaks into crime zones and hides evidence from the police. But then she's just like the same, like, oh, my boyfriend's gone. I don't know what's going on, Sam. Please help me out. Boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. And it's like, okay, all right, guys. This did have the first um, Asian character of the series. <laughs> Probably the only one until Kevin Tran. Oh, my God. Yeah, the guy whose um, wife got... Did, did the wife survive for him or... I actually I don't know I because think so I think all the women survived they were just you know I know that one shape. of them died um oh, it might have been somebody was who one. wasn't like shown the brother's wife died because he got that's the thing that I was really confused because obviously the shapeshifter came home at ten thirty and the wife let him in and he then you know tortured her and killed her but then after midnight was when the real husband got home becky's brother mm. why didn't that show up on the security cameras why didn't it show when he actually came home later in the evening and but by the time he got home the the, the wife was dead huh yeah maybe the shifter meddled with it ah oh, fucking no man hmm. <laughs> it's supernatural don't expect tight plots in it it sure was an episode. I do like how much shit Dean was giving Sam about lying to his friends. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah. you're a good friend. You're telling them you're a real straight shooter. Just like, yeah, Dean, <laughs> you lie to people you shouldn't be lying to. These people don't know anything about the life. Yeah, you just lie for fun. You're just a exactly. You have no right. I just think he likes giving Sam shit, though, which yeah. is very, very older brother of him. I also, like, I know you don't like it, but I still think that the skin shedding is, like, kind of cool and really fits, like, this kind of, like, sort of realistic, kind of low fantasy tone that they have. Oh, it's cool, like, conceptually. It's incredibly gross to look at, though. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> I forgot how gross it is, but also I love 
consensual gore and horror? Consensual gore? No, listen, I don't like, like, human centipede and torture porn, but I love it when, like, the monster is, like, just being gross because that's just how it is and it is choosing to be gross. Oh, like the, the monster's just, yeah. just gross as it exists. Yeah, and it's, like, its existence is horrific to me, but it did. It's just like, yep, this is just how I be. And it's like, oh, <laughs> that's what should I live for. Ah, oh, fucking no. Trivia time. <laughs> Jared thinks this, this is the scariest episode of Supernatural. I disagree. It wasn't very scary at all, in my opinion. It was just gross. Same. <laughs> there were some uh, pretty good shots of the car, like, riding off. And apparently one of the shots appeared in an episode of House, which is what how does that work yeah i don't understand it either are we gonna Um, become a house hate cast oh fuck no i'm not watching house (laughs) i don't want i have no interest um (laughs) shapeshifters in the anime they have a true form it's like an insect looking thing with like a purple mouth that looks like an asshole (laughs) it's really weird and gross but in the show it just looks like it's i think it's just like a body but without the skin (laughs) Okay, insect like um, base form fucks though. Yeah, I yeah, I'm always a sucker for shit like that. There's like some really good Hopestuck art of like the trolls with like more insectoid features. I'm such a sucker for it. Oh my god! And this is the last trivia, and it's my absolute favorite. Sam's email is lawboy at sanford.edu. That's not how student emails work. It's not, but that's so funny. It is very funny. We know what his Instagram handle is now. Oh my god. Law boy. Law boy. Christ. Ace Attorney <laughs> Sam Winchester. Oh my god. Oh, I wish the brothers had a switch so Sam could play Ace Attorney. Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> you know what that you know what my fanfic AU of the week is Ace Attorney. Super nice Ace Attorney, but it's with the Winchesters. That would be so fucked up and bad. Like, okay, yeah. so <laughs> As in, he's supposed to be Phoenix or Apollo or Athena, or as in, he's playing the game, what? I did not think it through. I just came up with it, so let me live. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe like an episode of Supernatural, but it's Ace Attorney, and they're like trying to find all the clues and stuff. And at the end, they're like trying to figure out, maybe it's a shifter episode, or they're trying to figure out who the shifter was and like follow all the bizarro weird twisty clues that's cool because in this because if that happened they'd actually be able to prove the brother innocent yeah because <laughs> i don't think did the brother end up getting off i don't fucking know because that's what they were called to do i don't think they actually helped with that i think because they didn't have any police on their side in this episode that guy's probably in jail forever sorry dude sorry Rip. bro well, in the Ace Attorney universe, they actually accept a certain amount of like supernatural and paranormal bullshit. So, you know, yeah. they prove that it was a shapeshifter that did it. Da, da, da. <laughs> they save his life. Amazing. That'd be so cute. What is your fanfic AU of the week? Okay, so my favorite movie possibly of all time is While You Were Sleeping. And so my AU of the week is a While You Were Sleeping AU. The premise is essentially... Uh, 1995 Sandra Bullock is in love with a um, a passenger who comes by her booth every day on the the L and in, um, in Chicago. So the elevated train. She works in the token booth. He takes the L every day. He takes the L every day. <laughs> and so, but she never talked to him. She's kind of in love with him though. But at the beginning of the movie, on Christmas Day, he gets attacked and thrown onto the um, tracks. She saves his life, 
And during the confusion at the hospital, they won't let her see him. So she just kind of mumbles to himself, oh, I was going to marry him. Nurse overhears, misunderstands, <laughs> thinking she is actually his fiance. And she's like, oh, come with me, come with me. And she's like, oh, because I saved his life, they're going to let me see him. Cool. So it's just like so many misunderstandings. But when she finally gets in the room, his family is ushered in right after her. And they're like, who the hell is this woman? They're like, oh, that's his fiance. And she's like, I'm his what? <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a lot of wacky hijinks from there on out through the, throughout the movie. Um, spoiler alert, she falls in love with, uh, his brother, Jack, because she actually talks to him. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all just, it's very good. It's a very cute movie. I always, I definitely recommend people watch it. Yeah, I just watched it for the first time with you yesterday, and oh my god, I'm a, I loved it. It was so sweet. It's so, so sweet. So my AU of the week is, uh, I'm gonna be cringe, a DSTL while you were sleeping AU. Um, Sam is the one in the coma. And Teen is the brother. Sam is obvious, obviously a much better person than Peter. Like, Peter is, oh, like, a douchebag. Oof. Like, you find out some shit about Peter. He's, he's like, just a douchebag lawyer. Sam is a nice guy still. I'm going to stand by that. But he wasn't going to marry Cass. I just, that's my AU of the week. All the, like, bullshit, nonsense, rom-com misunderstandings. I eat, oh, I eat that up. And also Cass is the train boot dude. And he's just, oh, it's so perfect because he's like, Sandra Bullock's character is so lonely and it so fits Cass just like not knowing his place in the world. Yeah, because the whole point of Sandra Bullock's character, her name is Lucy, is that a little more than a year ago, she lost her dad, her only family member. So she spent this whole year grieving, trying to get her life together. And sure, she has some friends, but she doesn't have anyone she's, she's very close to. And she ends up more than even falling in love with just Jack. She falls in love with this entire family that took her in and started treating her like she was the fiance of their beloved son. And she didn't want to really let that go. It was just, oh God, watching this lonely young woman get accepted into this family. Oh, it just, that's my favorite part. She makes this whole speech at the end about how much she loves them. And I cried the first time I watched it because I watch it it happens on Christmas Day and then it finishes up slightly after New Year's it's a Christmas movie the same way that Die Hard is a Christmas movie has nothing to do with Christmas but it happens at Christmas time so I watch it every December so the first time I watched it this year I did cry at that part the second time when I watched it with you I almost cried again it was like two like a week after I watched it the first time so like it's just yeah. it's such a good movie it's so cute and my favorite favorite fucking part is at the end she said she says Peter asked me once when did I fall in love with Jack and I said it was while you were sleeping it's just like oh and then yeah. you're like, that's the title line. <laughs> God. Oh my I know, it was so cute. Even I got like a little bit choked up during her speech to the family. It's like, oh and it's like so perfect for supernatural, just you know, a found family and a lonely person who gets brought into the family. Oh God. All right, so this has been Helling Complicated. Uh I'm Dupless on Tumblr, Dupless27 on Twitter, Dupless Everywhere. Bo will just continue living in the void i suppose if you want to find me um what you need to do is you need to go out 
in the middle of the night, in the middle of the woods, find a crossroad, say a little spell, do a little jig, and then I will appear. I will not make a deal with you because I have nothing to offer, but I will kiss you. <laughs> you can find us at Hellink Podcast on Twitter, Hellink Complicated on Tumblr, and Facebook, and you can listen to our community Spotify, which is organized chronologically according to me. <laughs> Um, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy this. And lastly, Misha Collins, come on the podcast and tell us about what sex with Bill Clinton is like. Please <laughs> thank you. Have a good day, everybody, and carry on, my wayward kids. The music. <laughs> <laughs> I have still yet to try that. I need to find a Dunkin' Donuts and try it because, like, I want to, I desperately want to know why that's such a bad drink. It just, it sounds disgusting. Just like blueberry syrup is such a weird thing to go with coffee. Like, oh, especially with black coffee. Like, if you put, like, actually, one of my favorite drinks back when I used to drink coffee, because I can't now, but back when I used to drink coffee, if I didn't like the coffee they served, but I still really needed to get a coffee because I was addicted, I would get a latte with raspberry syrup in it, and it would make it, like, pink and pretty, and it tasted so fucking good. This is a whole nother ballpark. Blueberry and black coffee. That's disgusting. I, ugh. I feel, I know what it tastes like, and it doesn't taste good. <laughs> and I never want to try it. I'll get back to you once I get around to doing it. Oh my god, please, I'll, like, yes. live tweet you how I'm suffering. Yep. <laughs> Let's do an episode where we, like, taste test weird shit from Supernatural. I don't know how that would work. Um, we could do the cookbook, but never mind. Sorry, I keep getting this off track! <laughs> I know, it's okay. I, that's why I edit so much. <laughs> um...